Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the True Lifestyle podcast. I'm your host Chandni Chung and in case you're new here, this podcast is all about thoughtful, real, unfiltered and evidence-based conversations around a healthy lifestyle that you can apply to your life today. So, let's dive right into today's episode. Anurag Jain, co-founder of Heal with Food, is an IIM Lucknow alumni who has over 12 years of experience working with startups in India and Denmark. When one of his parents was diagnosed with cancer, he started reading about alternative medicine and foods that heal cancer naturally. Over 3 years later, he realized that a lot of information he found is not available to everyone and he co-founded Heal with Food. to be able to bring this knowledge to as many people as possible welcome to the show anuraj it's a pleasure having you thank you shani pleasure to be here okay great um so could you maybe expand a little bit about your inspiration and story behind heal with food sure so uh over the last few years i've been quite health conscious but there were a lot of things that i thought were healthy that are really not and um when my mom got cancer 3 years ago um we we tried chemo we tried radiation we tried surgeries we went to the best doctors in india um but nothing really worked um the cancer kept recurring and uh, it, it didn't seem like it was a permanent solution uh we also realized when we spoke to a lot of people that they're in the same boat and chemo radiation surgeries these are extremely invasive procedures uh chemo radiation radiation works by burning off parts of your body where the cancer is chemo uh drugs essentially kill off all fast growing cells so the person ends up being a shell of their uh, older cells right and you never really recover completely from these um, therapies especially if you're older um right in this process we came across a couple of people who told us about uh, ayurveda and naturopathy and the kind of information these therapies had the knowledge these therapies had that could help people heal from even life threatening diseases like cancer so uh, me and uh, dad ended up going to uh, some of these uh, practitioners uh, we especially went to this one ashram which was in bhilwara uh, about 6 hours from jaipur and uh, we realized that there is a lot of information in ayurveda and naturopathy that can help people get rid of diseases like diabetes cholesterol allergies psoriasis pcod um and even more life threatening ones yeah like cancer multiple sclerosis uh, you know and so on we wanted to start small we wanted to you know, we spoke to a number of uh, naturopaths and ayurvedic doctors um we got together some of the best practitioners and uh, we went after diseases that we believe can easily be cured or managed through basically just the right foods yeah so um medicine uh, western medicine works by isolating molecules that um, attack a particular disease right 
or a symptom hmm. um these molecules a lot of these molecules are present in the fruits and vegetables that we eat right um but in a natural form and in this natural form they are more easily ingestible and digested by the body and don't have any harmful side effects right um so what we are looking at doing is being uh is mapping the right foods to the right diseases yeah and creating this quality uh bringing this quality of foods to people who suffer from these diseases so that they can heal with the right knowledge of what will help them heal and the right quality of foods that will help them heal right and for the listeners out there who don't exactly understand or have heard about or know what exactly ayurveda and naturopathy is or means can you maybe drill down a bit on that sure um so ayurveda is thousands of years old um it's the practice of medicine that originated from india um there are several practices of medicine that originated in different parts of india uh, including siddha system and ayurveda and um, uh, ayurveda has survived for uh, i mean till now uh, it's practiced uh, in various parts of india using uh, essentially it talks about how to bring about the balance in our body um uh, using things that we find in nature um naturopathy similarly is, is a practice of lifestyle and medicine uh, which focuses only on natural products um our understanding of naturopathy is that naturopathy is a lot more recent um so it takes into account the kind of adulteration foods have um naturopathy is also a little more uh, strict in the way that uh, naturopathy is not uh, in i mean it does not advocate having milk or milk products um while in ayurveda milk forms a basis of a number of uh, you know uh, food products and um is prescribed for certain diseases and to certain people okay so naturopathy is basically could you uh, put it in lines with organic food for sure for sure i think um, naturopathy basically talks about having foods that occur naturally around you um sourced locally uh, which do not have any preservatives any chemicals whatsoever not packaged um no adulteration in those products so what you getting is the highest quality food grown directly in nature without any sort of uh, artificial intervention india that basically is a country that founded ayurveda and naturopathy as you mentioned has over time been seen to be shifting towards western medicine Um, right what is your take on this and do you see us returning to our roots of traditional medicine so i mean this is a very interesting point that you've raised because uh, it's not just about western medicine even the foods that we have are western foods like when we were kids right um uh, do you remember how many types of cheeses we used to get versus the number of cheeses we get now how many types of instant noodles we used to get versus the number of varieties we have now everything is packaged everything has preservatives emulsifiers stabilizers uh, and flavoring agents coloring agents and so many other chemicals right so um right. the western pharmaceutical industry and the food industry have 
uh, impacted countries like india in a similar way uh, because they have huge marketing budgets they overwhelm the supermarkets with their products um and they've made us believe that their products are good right while we know now that a lot of these things are really really harmful for health um preservatives emulsifiers all of these things tend to get stored up in our body and cause toxicity over a extended period of time right similarly with western medicine it the, the medicine is more of a, a quick fix but it's not a long term fix in a lot of cases which is why people yeah. have recurring symptoms or diseases um and typically what happens is reliance on western medicine ends up deteriorating your body over a long period of time uh, ayurveda and naturopathy work on bringing up the balance of your body so um it, our body has different organs which are in harmony with each other and because of any external or internal reason if that harmony is thrown out of whack um what ayurveda and naturopathy aim at doing is bringing that balance back to the body and when the balance is back when our immune system is strong enough our body can heal from almost any disease naturally right um even if if you see the covid situation right now people with a strong immune system are not getting impacted severely right yeah um so the to answer your question will ayurveda and naturopathy have a resurgence i believe it will but um companies like us have to educate people on the benefits of these practices which may take slightly longer but are more permanent in nature don't have any side effects and you can incorporate these practices easily into your diet and lifestyle understood and you also you just mentioned uh, about milk so something that's actually been trending these days is a2 milk and ghee hmm. uh what is your take on that so um interest interestingly um when we spoke to some uh, of these ayurvedic centers that um you know help people get rid of cancer naturally um they they use a lot of a2 milk products uh not specifically a2 milk but a2 ghee uh also cow urine and cow dung um and a number of uh, things made from cow milk yeah like uh, buttermilk and so on um milk typically is not something naturopathy is uh, you know prescribes or uh, says you should take uh, cow milk at least um naturopathy talks more about nut milks um however if people are why is that why 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 does naturopathy not promote uh, cow milk so um basically cow milk is produced by cows for their calves so any milk produced by an animal for its offspring would have growth hormones yeah and we don't need growth hormones uh, as adults uh, any hormones we don't need that comes into our foods uh, throws off the balance of our body now our body has to process and eliminate these hormones right um which which is not really good for it um however 
A2 milk is slightly better than the normal Jersey cow milk that we get just because of the makeup of the proteins in that milk. Um, a Jersey cow milk is not beneficial, does not have beneficial proteins for our body while E2 milk does. And also Jersey cow milks are often injected with hormones that make them give more milk, which is not the case with Desi cows. So uh, A2 milk or Desi cow milk is usually a lot more expensive, but uh, it's better than normal cow milk because A, you know that it's not been injected with hormones that will uh, make the cow give more milk. So the amount of hormones coming in your milk are lesser and are only the natural hormones that the cow produces to help its calf grow, right? And secondly, then you have beneficial proteins uh, that come in A2 cow milk that also help with some diseases like cancer. Yeah. Um, but a better way to consume A2 cow milk is to have it as, uh, as buttermilk or ghee or any of these products which are not directly milk or cheese. Is that because it's been? Is that because it's been fermented? Exactly, exactly. So the process of fermentation, the process of making ghee, uh, improves the beneficial properties of milk for our body. Right. So ferment, fermented, any anything fermented is better than it's uh, uh, just a natural. Definitely, product. definitely. We um, you know, our our grandmothers used to ferment a lot more things than we do now. Right. So um, kombucha, for example, is getting famous across the world. Um, but we have yeah. a lot of products that are, you know, there in our grandmother's recipes, which were fermented, which we've kind of in our generation, because we're busy with work and we don't really have time to make these things or uh, learn these things from our ancestors. We've lost out on. But fermentation is really good for our uh, gut health. And a lot of diseases have been um, have been linked to our digestive process, right? The stronger our gut health is, the stronger our digestive process is, the less likely we are uh, prone to getting a number of diseases that start from the stomach. That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So Anuraj, maybe you could uh, provide a few quick tips to our listeners that they can probably implement today towards a healthier lifestyle? Sure. So um, whenever we talk to people, there are a few things that we always advise. So the first thing is uh, you should avoid simple carbs. What happens when you have simple carbs like white rice or wheat or sugar, yeah, uh, refined sugar, is that as soon as you uh, have those simple carbs, your body quickly digests it. And then the sugar level in your blood mm. rises, right? Now, um, your body is uh, is not accustomed to having such high sugar level. So what happens is this, it, yeah. it converts that sugar into fat and stores it, right? And this fat is not good for you. Um, and what happens is the level of sugar in your blood peaks, gets converted into fat, and then there's a drain, right? Which is why you feel tired sooner. Uh, instead, if you have complex carbs, like instead of sugar, if you have palm jaggery or honey and instead of uh, uh, white rice or, uh, you know, refined wheat, if you have millets or jawar, bajra, flour or anything which has the husk 
right? The husk has the majority of fiber and nutrients in grains. So um, what then happens is when you ingest it, uh, the husk makes the digestion process slow and the sugar gets released over an extended period of time. So um, what this does is, A, you don't have a spike of sugar in your blood, right? So your body doesn't have to store any fat. This sugar gets distributed over the next two, three hours so that you don't feel tired. You have a consistent level of energy going for you, right? Fiber in the... Uh, in in both the palm jaggery and the carbs that you're having, like millets and jawar, this fiber aids the digestive process as well and has a lot more nutrients so that you get your nutrient intake from your uh, carbs as well, right? So first thing is the carbs. The second thing is avoid refined oils. So there's a lot of misconception about the kind of oils that are good for cooking, right? Um, a lot of people yeah. think olive oil is good for you, right? Um, olive yeah. oils are not supposed to be used for cooking. They're supposed to be used for salads where you where you don't have to expose the oil to a high temperature, right? Um, and the olive oils that you get in India, which are supposedly good for cooking or can be used for cooking, are obviously mixed with other oils like palm oil, right? Um and these are not organic cold-pressed oils in the first place. Uh, typically, our sunflower oil that everyone uses for cooking comes in the form of crude, sunflower crude from Southeast Asia, different countries in Southeast Asia, right? And um, once it comes to India, we don't grow enough sunflower to create that much sunflower oil. So uh, once it comes to India, it goes through this refinement process where it's exposed to bleach, phosphates, and a number of different chemicals, right? Through these chemicals, uh, the oils are refined. Now, once they're refined and bleached, they, uh, they add coloring and flavoring agents so that the oil tastes like what we would imagine a sunflower oil to taste like, right? So then you have the additional additives that are being added to the oil. Uh, which makes it even worse yeah. yeah. because you already have traces of bleaches and chemicals and now you're adding flavoring and taste agents to it, right? So um, according to both Ayurveda, naturopathy, refined oils are terrible for your system. We typically ask people to have either organic cold-pressed coconut oils, which are the best for you, or uh, groundnut oil. Okay. I personally prefer groundnut oil because it has a slightly nutty taste. Also good. Any organic cold press oil will be way better than refined oils in any case. So apart right. from yeah. oils, simple carbs and sugars, um, we also tell people to have organic vegetables uh, instead of normal vegetables. One of the things that I always uh, think, I mean, which, which I think is a very clear indicator of whether it's organic or not, is how long the fruit or vegetable lasts. If you have pesticides in it, it will last longer. If it's an organic product, it doesn't usually last long. So fruits and vegetables need to be consumed oh, yeah. in the next day or two, typically. Um, so apart from that, um, you yeah. know, milks we've already covered. Uh, nut milks are the best. Um, you know, nowadays, yeah. you there are a lot of startups getting into vegan milks and vegan curds, butters, etc. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely good. One thing I would um, advise people to look at is whether these nut milks have preservatives 
because um, a couple of brands that I've come across, they also have uh, preservatives in their milks. So, uh, you know, it becomes like a devil and deep sea yeah. situation. Then. That, comes to the, that brings us to the last point of what you should avoid in your foods is anything that's packaged, right? So um, I, what I do personally is I go to a supermarket, I like something, I look at the ingredients behind. If there's anything that looks like a stabilizer, emulsifier, preservative uh, of any form, right? If there's a number associated with it <laughs> in brackets, I'm like, that's probably not good yeah. for me. <laughs> um, like I, a lot of things are FDA approved, but we know now that a lot of brands um, have been making products which are mass market products, which are extremely, which have been there for decades, right? Um, Maggie had lead in it. Johnson's baby powder uh, causes cancer. Monsanto, which uh, came up, which has a product called Roundup, which is the most used fertilizer or uh, in the world, right? Pesticide in the world. Roundup, it has like multiple yeah. class action lawsuits happening in the US. Um, and the total value, the, uh, the parent company Bayer has written down their investment in Roundup by $20 billion, which is what they're setting aside for settling these class action lawsuits uh, with tens of thousands of wow. uh, plaintiffs, right? So we're talking about 60, 70,000 people uh, who have sued Monsanto and Bayer because this pesticide, which is used everywhere, by the way, it's one of the most common used pesticides in India. Yeah. Um, causes cancer. So... Yeah. <laughs> yeah wow. so i mean do i really trust them for uh all the products they think they say are safe for me no i'm not going to do that so uh the best thing to do is avoid as many preservatives chemicals additives anything that we don't know anything that doesn't come from nature it's just best to avoid it so just to summarize the few quick tips uh, avoid simple carbs avoid refined oils uh, stick to organic vegetables, yeah. fruits and vegetables. Um, try switching to a, a plant-based milk, basically without preservatives. And yeah, uh, avoid anything packaged. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Uh, I think this was a super informative episode, Anuraj. Thank you so much. Uh, how can our listeners reach out to you? Any email ID, website, sure. um, social media? So account? they can write to us at info at healwithfood.in and uh, they can also check out our website, which is healwithfood.in where we have free diet plans for PCOD, psoriasis, skin and hair issues, cholesterol, uh, and a number of other diseases. Um, everything on our website is um, sort of open source because we are trying to be a movement that helps millions of people get healthy naturally. Um, we are also going to publish uh, all the recipes yeah. of our products um, that we are making ourselves. Uh, these products are made by our home bakers um, along with our Ayurvedas. So our Ayurvedas tell the home bakers that, hey, these five ingredients are really good for PCOD. And now our home bakers go back to the drawing board and say, okay, mm. what can we make with these five things that people like to eat every day, which is super tasty, right? 
So they experiment with a lot of recipes in making uh, foods which are really, really tasty, non-perishable foods like uh, protein bars, smoothie mixes, um, snacks, um, sweets, um, and nothing has gluten, sugar, um, mineral oil, refined oil, or any sort of preservative. So everything is freshly made to order. So once you make, once people place the order, then we make it and then we ship it to you. So um, we're going to publish all the recipes on our website as well, so that people can make it at home. We always advise people to make it at home because when you make it at home, you get the freshest products, right? And freshness is one of the key ingredients in the healing journey. But if you can't make it at home, then you can probably buy it from our store if you like. Um, and if anyone has any questions regarding, um, you know, uh, e even if they don't have a disease, but they have a question about what to eat, what not to eat, um, and what kind of, uh, you know, uh, locally uh, produced foods should they be having, um, they can just reach out to us from our website. Got it. Awesome. I will also be putting these links down in the description. Super. So um, no pleasure speaking to you, Chani, and I hope we helped some people uh, get some more information about how they can live disease-free, healthy lives.